Yo, what's good, First Smoke family? Today we got an awful lot of First Smoke of the Day right back at you. My man Desto Dub came through, blessed the set. I gotta say, this episode right here has some of the most game we've had in any of the episodes to date. Um, my man brought the heat. He really is like, you know, looking out for all the young hustlers and people involved, and he's in it, immersed in it, and he's doing his thing. So give him a listen, man. Hear what the man's got to say. Might help you out along your journey. Probably most definitely will help you out along your journey. Before we get into it, you know we got to give a shout out to Grogen. Shout out to Grogen, GrowGeneration.com. Use the code FIRSTSMOKE10. They're going to get you hooked up. They're going to come in let them know the family sent you. They're going to take care of you in person or online. And if you want to switch to drip, email us, family at firstsmokeoftheday.com. Let us know you want to switch to drip or shoot us a DM. We're going to tell you the necessary steps. Or you can go on the website, fsotd.com and put in an inquiry where we have different things you can inquire about yeah. and it'll get sent straight to their team that's the quickest way to do it so shout out to you guys and what else blackley also if you haven't been on the site did you know that we have footage that we don't release anywhere else that's only available on the site we also shoot off the mics that's before the episode and after background footage stuff of us going to eat ping pong all the fun stuff it's only available FSOTD, first smoke of the day, FSOTD.com. Hit the site, become a member. At the end of this episode, you're going to see our tier three gang members. Everyone that supports first smoke as tier three, you get your name at the end of the episode. Take a look at all the homies that are at the end of the episode. We appreciate you, tier three gang. Also, if you like the merch, FSOTD.com. And then number one, Dr. Dabber. Shout out Dr. Dabber. I'm rocking the XS. Packs on the Evo, the white one. And guess what? We got a code for you for a discount. First Smoke gets you hooked up. DrDabber.com. Anywhere, everywhere, Dr. Dabber. First Smoke. You already know what we're doing. That's so dub, man. It's an awful lot of First Smoke of the day. Let's go. Appreciate you guys watching. Yeah, the life of that's no dub. Yes, sir. Listen, this shit awful lot of that shit. You hear me? Got my boy V's here. Got my boy Jayco here. Capitalize off of every opportunity, you know. This dub, one of the greatest hustlers I ever known. I could talk about it all day. He made it out of nothing. That's the craziest come up I've seen because it's in the most unorthodox way. Yo, what's good, everybody? We're back, man. It's first smoke of the day, episode 104. It's your boy, Pat God's in the building here with my co-host, Black Lee. What up, what up? And we got an awful lot of first smoke of the day today. It's my man, Desto Dub. The one and only from gutter to butter. It's your boy, Desto Dub. I'm bigger than a Watts Towers. What's going on? <laughs> Damn, that was the best one we had yet. Straight up. Yeah. Come on, man. LA legend, if you guys don't know. You're going to find out in this episode, man, Desto Dub, that's an awful lot of cough syrup and many, many other things, bro. Congrats on just everything and like, 
you know, appreciate you just being such a big part of the game, the culture and inspiring so many around you and just making it happen. Man, thank you pavement. for having me on y'all, on y'all platform. I really appreciate it. You know, I was like, Skirt, hold on. What are we doing? Oh, yeah. We free smoke today. Let's do it. Hell Let's yeah. It. Hell yeah. And he's smoking strong. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about what you're smoking on. What are you, what are you lighting up right now? So right now I got a little bit of this. Uh, I call it boutique weed from my buddy uh, Ted Butts. Uh, I think this is the ancient, ancient gum. What's not? No, no, no. Ancient bu- bubble. Ancient um gum. It's not gumbo. It's fucking gumdrop. Ancient uh, ancient gumdrop. That's what we got. That's what we. Speak and it's about. rolled up in your collab with a loose uh, leaf. Ancient gumdrop rolled up in an awful lot of loose leaf honey bourbon. Fire. Yeah. With my first smoke of the day lighter. It's just Long a nice man. combination. You see them three. The leaf, the bud, <laughs> and the lighter. Nah, bang. Can't go wrong. We were just talking about it right right before we got on, but um, you taking your time with the process of curation. And I can tell you do it in everything you do. Because when someone's got high standards and a high level of just knowing what good quality is, you can always tell in the products and always tell in their brand. It just rolls out through everything they drop. Yeah, yeah, so... You know, I, I, I do a lot of products and by me, not a lot of products, but I do sell a lot of merchandise or products or what you want to call it. So I get a lot of feedback. So with that being said, it's not a problem on selling it. It's a problem. The thing is trying to keep the customer happy and not getting any negative feedback. So when you charge in a high rate for anything, you're always going to get some feedback. So with that being said, I always try first. Always try to get like the best quality, not the cheapest. Never go to cheapest because the cheapest is going to get you your money quick, but it's not going to get you a returning customer from clothes to bud to even cars. Never want to get the cheap one because you get the cheap one. That's what you're getting. Something cheap. You always want to pay a little extra, get the expensive stuff. That's how you build a brand. That's how you build a name. That's how you build anything. So with the Leafs, like I said, it took us about six months to come up with this particular flavor. Um, just going back and forth. And the crazy thing about it, I didn't used to be that way. I did not used to be that way. Like where I was raised, the cheap, the cheap is the same as the good. But I can tell you a story where I went to the grocery store. This is funny. I went to the grocery store with a little pump. And his, we were going to get some breakfast food. So I was I was going to come back and cook breakfast for us. So I go to the store, grocery store, and I'm buying this with my own money. So I get the cheese. Okay. They got crafts, they got Sharp cheddar. Oh no, they got the Springfield right here. That shit only two dollars. Get the cheese. Then they got the the brown eggs, the white eggs. Then they got these little small cheap eggs. Get those eggs. They got the good bacon. The and then they got the choice first choice bacon. So I'm getting all <laughs> the cheap that, stuff because from my mom, you know, oh it's yeah. all the same. It's all the same. They just charging you more. It's all mm-hmm. the same. And I'm like, I brought it back and start cooking. And you know, his mom came in the kitchen and was like, "What is this, puppy?" I'm like. This bacon. She's like, we don't eat that. We don't eat this one. This the one with all the fat. I'm like, yeah, but my mama said, and ever since then, it was like, okay, maybe the cheap stuff ain't the same. That's why it's cheap. It's missing some type of ingredient that's going to put it over the top, whether it's the packaging, whether it's the, the place they source it from, the quality. So I'm always intrigued on whenever I do what's the highest and what's the lowest. Never go for the lowest, but you want to know what the lowest is. Damn. So yeah, six months we picked it out. Um, Did you eat that breakfast? 
Oh, for sure. Ate, ate the breakfast. that shit up, right? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Ate boy. that shit up. Just you turned like, around and made an omelet. Yeah. Y'all ain't gonna know what's <laughs> yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ain't gonna see the cheese. Y'all ain't gonna see that. Yeah. Yo, that's... Speaking of Lil Pump, man, what, what was it like touring with Lil Pump? Especially in that time period. It was insane. It was insane. Uh, I would compare it to probably going on tour with like Kid Rock or going on tour with like the Beatles or something like it was just crazy and saying every night we did whatever we did was at a high level I go back to the places now that I went on tour with him before and try to stay at the same places and I'm hell no I'm not paying that <laughs> for real right I'm going I'm I'm going to the, the same hotels give me the uh, penthouse suite um, I hop out, valet the car, give me the penthouse suite, ordering food, uh, extra robe, uh, whatever you want. And I get that bill and I'm like, oh, shit, he used to blow it back every night because it was like 20 of us on tour. And he don't do little tours. He like we did one little tour on the bus. After that, it was jet. Or if it was a tour bus, it was in Europe. And we're going to the best hotel, going all the way to the top of the best hotel. Because at the end of the day, you pay more for security. You stay at them nice places. You ain't running into no knuckleheads. You stay at them nice places. They have security for you. So when you're trying to cut a corner and save a little dollar, you put yourself in jeopardy. And we running around. He got like, a, he like 20 years old, 19, 18 million dollars worth of jewelry. Mm -hmm. You got to pay that. But just coming back, trying to do it on my own, I realized this shit costs some money. That's where I just, the thing about him, he was making money while I was doing it. So that's where I was like, we got to do these pop-ups here. Like, that's the only way I can afford to stay in these places if I'm making some money. Was that, was that your first big tour that you had gone on? Where it was like, I mean, big, that, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. That's So huge. I probably toured with Pump for about three years. Yeah. Damn, three, three, maybe four years. It was to the point, was, I don't know if y'all remember, but you get to a point where you're, on the road more than your home for years like you know okay well soon as school over we about to go for three months then we got we're gonna do that that's gonna be august september october then we're gonna probably chill out go november january february um oh then we gotta fly over here every month it was if we wasn't on tour probably every month we were somewhere for a week and that's Damn. while you're trying to run a business well, at that time, that's kind of what kind of grew my business. Because mm -hmm. at that time, I was an aspiring artist just trying to blow up in the music scene. But I always looked into Mac Miller and seeing how much he made off of tour merch. So I'm just, okay, well, in this free time before I blow up, I'm going to try to build my own brand. So when I blow up, I already understand it. And these guys can't play me because I already know how to get it done. And just being on tour with him and going everywhere with him. Yeah, I'll perform. I'll sell the clothes in the crowd, throw them out, wear them on stage. That's all advertisement. So three years of advertisement, three years of running into different artists. And a lot of times what I do is I don't like stepping on people's toes. So if I'm with Pump, I'm damn near like in the corner, court, cut, quiet, watching his back. That's my whole goal. My whole thing for him is to be his eyes, be his ears, think about stuff that he don't think about. You know, so I can't meet in future. I can't meet future for the first time. Be like, here go my hoodie. Because it's like, I'm stepping over you. You just met this man and I'm trying to. So you know what I do? I chill. I met future probably 10 times before I actually gave him something. And when I actually gave him something, he already was going to get it. He's like, man, you know what's so crazy? I'm in Webster's in Miami and I see your shit. And I'm like, man, this shit's so hard. So hardest shit in the store. <laughs> 
you know? So three years of just touring with him and doing that and just giving everybody my hoodies, my shirts, he wearing them when he waking up in the morning, just all advertisement, all advertisement. So in them three years, I wasn't even trying to make a profit. I was just trying to build brand awareness and make a few extra dollars. So I'm just not living off my per diem every day. So selling, go on stage, you rock an outfit, you throw a few of them in the crowd, you get you a few fans that, that love you. Then you go on stage with Pump again when he performed. You them same fans, you throw him some more shirts. You jump in the crowd with him. You taking pictures with him. Then when Pump get off stage, you just jump on there. Hey, I'm gonna be at the merch booth. Y'all wanna take some pictures? I wanna grab something. Make a couple of hundred every night. You know, that's straight for me. Not doing no tens and fifteens, but I got I done sold like six hoodies. And then you just learn a lot too. Like you learn to tip the people that's selling, like you're the people that's selling the merch for you. If you're on somebody else's tour, l- listen to this. If you on somebody else's tour, and you want to sell your stuff, when you give it to the merch people and they give you their money, give them some bread for doing it. Because they the ones that control it. They the ones that, hey, I want that. Well, we got these two if you want it in there a little bit cheaper. They can get you all the sales because they working hourly for whoever they're on tour for with. You know, of course, they want to meet a certain quarter and sell a lot, but they, they could be the ones between, well, we don't have a small, but we got a small in this one. You know, you've seen Desto on stage or... They can put your merchandise on display. You know, a lot of times the display be filled up with their stuff. Mm-hmm. If you put your stuff on display with a little sign on it, you in the, you in the rotation. And that's around the world. That's around the world. We did Europe like, I did Europe like two years in a row, six months, three and three. Did Europe on the jet. I did Europe on a two, on a two story uh, tour bus. And every time we have a show before, and I, I got to a point where I would come back and I have repeating customers. So now I'm, oh, hey, I'm, I'm back in Germany. Where you at? <laughs> Pull up. Hey, Desto, I'm here. I want to, I want to grab a shirt before the show. Okay, meet me at the tour bus. Don't worry, I got you. So now I got a little crew. Every place I go, I got a little crew trying to cash out. That's all I need. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. My dogs, they'll bring me some weed. They'll bring me some drink. Yeah, grab crazy. a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, all you all they really want is you to just fuck with them. You know, they they have this part of their life. So doing that for three years, and then I think it was COVID, you know, COVID hit strong, and it was like COVID was just like when the ship docked, do you want to jump back on this ship again? Or do you want to jump off and just try to swim with the sharks? I jumped off, you know, jumped off, didn't have a car, didn't have bread, and then that shit. You know, with him, I'm rolling in a Phantom every day, a Rolls Royce, eating steaks. Talk, talk about that a little bit. First, first part of it being knowing how to play your position. You said you met Future 10 times and didn't tell him you got all this shit you've been working night and day on. Man, that, that's like, it's so uncommon. There's places people only dream of going. I've been there. And you could too. People, people like, don't people know when don't to get know. in the fucking back seat of the car. Everyone's trying to drive. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. 
Because in this position, right, like a lot of people aren't, you know, they're taught to jump at your opportunity, jump at your opportunity. Me, I, I know I'm going to see him again. I know I'm going to see him again. I'm with, I'm with the, you know, I'm with the point guard or the fucking, the, I'm with the rookie of the year. I'm going to see him again. But I can't use somebody else's platform to get mine on. Like you can't. Unless they mention it, hey, bro, you know, after like a few times, somebody will say, hey, don't you got a clothing line or don't you rap? Then that's your time to, or maybe when your buddy is, if you got a real enough buddy, I'm like, yeah, what up? This is my boy, Dub. He got a clothing line. Can he give you, you know? But you just got to wait because you don't want to mess up the opportunity you got trying to get another opportunity. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people will fuck up the opportunity that they have trying to get another opportunity. It's like you want you standing on this rug trying to jump to another, or I'm gonna snatch that motherfucker from under you. You know, I want somebody that's focused on this, and then if I know you focus on this, I'm gonna give you that opportunity. I'm gonna put you in front of there, and that's way bigger than you could do. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I always know how to play my position. You know, I'm the type I go by just saying, um, I don't have to be the star. I don't have to be the point guard, the center, nothing. I can sit on the bench because when we win a championship, we all get rings. So I, early in the game, when I was messing with my homeboys overdose, I used to let them be stars and I'll do everything. I'll go and get this. I'll go and get that. I'll be all runner. I'm not tripping. I'm on the team. I'm on the team. You learn not to step on people's toes because these are like niggas that are like, bro, you're like, you're getting left now because you did some weird shit. And I've done a lot of weird shit. You know, like, I didn't like, bro, you <laughs> took these niggas motherfucking JBL speaker. I thought it was in the writer. I thought all that was ours. The JBL speaker. No, bruh. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, you're not on this one. The big one, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to be the you're homie like, yeah, that's sitting yeah, there like taking that Okay, shit. They already on the way to the car. I'm grabbing all this shit because we're not going to mm-hmm. see them no more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I fucked up a lot of times doing stuff like that. You know, <laughs> trying to like scam. Like I'm doing scams on hanging out with my homies. I'm trying to scam somebody they're working with. Like, yeah, you got you got a bank card trying to make some money while you're out here. They're like, bro, we got to leave you again. You're doing too much. So just all of them times just learned, taught me how to play your position if you want to stay in the game. That hustle's either in you or it isn't, though. And we, like, he's have has it in him. Even yeah. from the clothing line to before that to just, like, what he's talking about right now, that hustle comes from somewhere, though. Where, yeah, where the, were you the, born and raised? Watts, Watts, Watts. That's where the recipe came from. And that's a big thing. Um, a lot of people, like I put it, I start. This is ground level, right? I started underground. Like I started way underground. I didn't start from ground level. You know, I didn't have guaranteed transportation to school. I didn't have guaranteed clean clothes. I didn't have money to play football. I didn't have even a parent to even take me to football. You know, so a lot of my stuff was I had to grind just to get to what most people are just born with born with. Yep. So I had that hunger just seeing other people with stuff that I couldn't ask my mama for. Now, yeah, I did explain a lot of stuff with she, but shit, why auntie and them got rims on their car and our car missing the muffler. And I could hear it when y'all coming down the street or why is every time we get put over, they take our car and we got to catch the bus Bro, I buy so many cars right now just because I caught the bus for a very long time. I think I was damn near 28 catching the bus. Damn, bro. People need to hear that shit. They don't know okay. that. I didn't get my first, like, 
real money. Even being with Pump and stuff, it was cool because you was around it and you see how they operate. That's the best thing you could do. If y'all have like friends that have some kind of money or some kind of like status, don't go around them to take. Go around them to like so soak up the game. See how they walk. See how they talk. See how they greet people. See how courteous they are. See how see how they carry themselves. So when you in that position, it'll make more sense. You know, they say, you know, that, that stuff, it rubs off on you. So in three years, a lot of stuff rubbed off on me. I seen how they was. I seen how a lot of these artists, they'll trust you easily, easily. But you can easily lose that trust, too, because it'd be like so much. I done been in the studio with Nip. <coughs> and I'm like, hey, yeah, uh, I got to go. You got that bread? He like, I got to finish this verse, but here, just take my card and go to the ATM. I'm like, what the fuck? That dude's built different, man. I said, what? And I go yeah. to the ATM, I'm like, man, I'm not about to do it. Should I check it? Let's see the, you know, the crazy part. When I went, I looked at the fucking, um, the account, you can see like the balance. And the balance only had like $1,000. It was really just a trust thing. Like I said, they gonna trust you as soon as you fuck it up and do. So, you know, I'm bringing back the receipt. I'm bringing back everything. Like here, bro. You know, so a lot of these artists want you around them because they don't have a lot of people around them. Mm -hmm. But if you can get in that space and they take them sunglasses off and they see you and they ask you for something, you give it to them. You locked in now, but you can easily fuck that up. Is that learned? You have to go through a bunch of stuff where you're like, that didn't work out. I fucked that up. That was stupid. Before you start to, to be like, I need to move a little different. I would say 70% of the stuff that I do was learned from me doing it. Anything that I know how to do, it came from me failing. I had a long period of failing. Not giving up. That's why the death stow is for don't ever stop trying. Like D-E-S-T, don't ever stop trying. And I never stopped, no matter what it was. I don't listen to everything that everybody say, the age, the this, the that, you know. Because where I'm coming from, shit, just being at the bottom of the top barrel is better than being at the top of the bottom barrel. So that everything is taught. And, you know, I was fucking up for a long time. Shout out my mama who dealt with, dealt with it, you know, but you learn. And that's what turned me into what I am today. You know, being kicked out, staying on somebody's couch, taking, going to jail, um, trying to grab the food with your hand, you get burnt. You know, like that's that's how everything was. Even from like the stores. My store recently got broken into. They stole a whole safe. Stole a whole safe. But what did that do? I didn't go and try to ah, do all this. It just made me learn. You just gotta you gotta move differently. You got to start moving properly. How, how come this don't happen to most stores? Because most stores deposit their money in the bank right after it closed. You want to be Mr. Rapper guy and walk around with all this money. There go your lesson right there. That's why people don't do it. Because before, you wouldn't have been able to tell me to put my cash in the bank. For what? So I can pay taxes? No, so you can be safe. Then the other lesson is, why would I want to put my money in the bank? Well, because you're trying to get a house in. This interest rate is pretty high. And I'm like, man, it don't matter. I got the house. Then you get another house and you see the interest rate got even higher. And you're like, what? And then you look at the bill. You're like, bro, I'm paying 80% interest. That's why you put the money in the bank yeah. and you pay the taxes. So you'll win on the interest rate. 
But somebody would have told me that I said, fuck you. You know, they, like I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. Keep my rib. But now, like, you gotta learn it. You gotta, it gotta happen to you. You gotta get, you gotta touch that bacon and it pop you for you to be like, okay, this is why they do it this way. And now I'm to the point where I listen without even <laughs> I listen to some shit without even without even being experiencing it. But then it's still lessons in that. Oh hey, we want we got a new uh we want to get this new something, something, something. Then you go and buy it and you didn't even think it through and it doesn't work out how I want it. It was a waste of money. So you can win by, I mean, you can, you know, both of them are lessons. You're going to take lessons when you're fucking up. You're going to take lessons while you're growing. Not all lessons are bad lessons. It's just all of them are lessons. And that's how I came to where I'm at today, just by really looking at the lesson. I don't look at nothing else. Anything that happens, I look at it and be like, what is the lesson out of this? Because that helps me calm down as well. You know, oh, I just, I wrecked my car. Oh, it's because you try, first thing you try to blame it on somebody. <laughs> uh-huh. But then you got to sit back, you know, spark up. And then once you do that, you sit back and be like, no, nah, I wrecked my car because I was driving and sipping. Point blank period. Yeah. Texting and driving, whatever. Yeah, that's why you raped your car. Not because they called you or you had to get home or, oh, the, no, you were still you know, you, Yeah, for sure, for sure. Smack some shit. People don't even know about Driving that. from the back seat. Ooh. Yeah, literally. <laughs> what? I, woke up, and I woke up inside another car. Like, I'm just, woo, do, 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 do. Dumb. Whoa, whoa. Airbag in my face. Where am I at? You get out here like, damn, bro. That's crazy as fuck. Starting a rolls, end up in a Honda. How do you feel yeah. about uh, like Melrose? How it's changed since COVID, man. Mm. It's just so, like it's like you get that vibe of like, yo, it's not safe to like so, be shopping out here, be doing your thing and shit. Okay, so basically, Melrose constantly changing. It's constantly changing. Yeah. You know, pre-COVID, it was more fashion hipsterish. I would say, yeah, you know, people go there to get their vintage tees and you know, like they older stuff, and then you'll get the other people that's coming here to get the shoes and pull up over here, go to no jumper, just came from Fairfax, go, go to like go to round two, but a lot of companies stop, they die, new companies come up. COVID hit a lot of people; they wasn't able to bounce back. When they wasn't able to bounce back, Melrose changed. It can't change from more people being at the stores to people just selling on the block. You know, because that's where I just started to just start pulling up on Melrose. You put one Melrose before COVID, you pull up on Melrose sale. It's so many people walking up and down the street. Now, honestly, the people that was buying stuff wasn't my peers. It wasn't even my fans. I was standing in front of No Jumper because I've been on the show a few times. And that was my that was my gold mine. They'll walk in, walk in the store. Oh, Adam's not here. Oh, Doug, can I take a picture with you? Yeah, you want a shirt? <gasps> That's the shirt that Adam had on. Start selling yeah. them right there. But COVID came, all of them stores closed. So you really didn't have nowhere to stand in front of and kind of get it together. But then once like COVID started like really, really booming, they, they seen how much money, like, I don't know, the economy was thriving during the COVID. And all that yeah, shit. it was you thriving. You can tell, like, I went down there a few times and I could tell, like, Yo, the people that are doing chilling, hanging, this and that, they weren't from here and they didn't know each other either. 
So there was like tension between groups and shit. You wouldn't yeah. even have nothing to do with it, but you feel it because you're like, oh, damn, like, you know, I'm going to my car. Dude's trying to sell me chrome hearts out of his trunk and all this shit. And I'm just like, yo, you know, I'm good. And like literally get followed into a thrift shop, whatever. And then be like, yo, come out to the trunk, you know, come check it out. If you had a hat or anything mm-hmm. on there, they're pulling up. Right. And then you come outside and you realize the other dudes are looking at him crazy. And you're like, oh shit, like none of these dudes, they're no, all no, from no. different areas. All like, of them. All and of everyone them. had a lot of money. And then the money just so it's just crazy to see it now and to know now, like, like I'll be walking around and like I see dudes hitting blocks and shit. Four, five, six deep in a car. That's that's my telltale sign. Like, oh, that's what they're doing. But that's COVID. COVID did that. Mm-hmm. You know, when COVID put all that money in the world. And people would go to Melrose to buy stuff. And, just, and now you having all of this money and so many out of town people are flying in for whatever reasons. You know what I mean? They flying in to L.A. for whatever the <laughs> fuck with all of this money, wanting to flex. They know to go to Melrose. So you give the economy all this money to the wrong people. Now what? We robbing. They robbing. You getting robbed. You're getting robbed. Yeah. And then now everybody after they got scared of Melrose. My store, I got two armed guards. But like when anybody that come to my store, you're safe. Just don't park on the side streets. That's my main shit. I can't walk you all the way to the corner. That's where most <laughs> of it happened. You hit that, you're on Melrose. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you make that right. Ooh, ah, oh, ah. It happens to bro. It happens Quick. to anybody. Yeah. Anybody. You just can't wear shit down there. You gotta look like a, a regular dude. You'll but guys so like safe. you, they're gonna notice and shit oh, right yeah. off top. Yeah, I'm I'm known, but that's why I say I got a guard. As soon as I hit the block, I'm straight. They walk me from my car to my car, wherever it's at. So I'm I'm in like a bubble, and you can be in a bubble too. You just got to come to the store. Like you safe anywhere at my store. I don't event, non event, yeah. regular day, nothing will happen to you. It's in front of the store, <laughs> you know, you can't miss the store. We're right here, our favorite place to go. You know, where the pros go to grow at Grow Generation. Over 60 stores nationwide, either in store or online. Use our code First Smoke 10. Family, get online if you're shopping for grow goods, First Smoke 10, or in store anywhere in the US. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you. We'll see you there. Like the first time when I was spinning the block to try to be like, where is it? You know, I was, oh, right there. Like, I mean, you literally can see it from a block away, like your branding and the colors you use. And I mean, that giant double cup, that's like eight feet tall. Yeah. Crazy. You know, my approach on that was the same thing I did with the rap. Um, Let's say Wiz Khalifa blew up off weed, blew up off of talking about weed, smoking weed. His clique is called Taylor Gang. You know what I mean? It's a whole weed brand that he's a part of. And you go to the young Jeezy's or the, uh, who else? The French Montana's, their whole, like, you know, they got in off of talking about Coke. Selling it, buying it, the people using it, making clothes for you to buy it, touring all off of Coke. You know, with me, you know, it was juice. It was juice. That was the core thing of the brand. You know, I already had juice. People knew me for juice. I rapped about juice. My clothing line is that's that's the the theme. So you know whether now whether I'm going high fashion or not, that's the theme of it. So that's why you see the purples, you see the double cups, you see the uh, you see the styrofoam, you see all of that because it's all a part of the culture. And you know a lot of people don't even 
know that. They just see a rapper wearing it and be like, this is what the rapper is wearing it because that's his lifestyle. Like, if you smoke weed, you're going to wear a cookie shirt. If you sip lean, you're going to wear an awful lot of cough syrup. If you don't sip lean, you're going to wear an awful lot of cough syrup because you see this artist. But that's where the brand actually like originated and started from. But with just all of the success and all of it came, I'll be stupid not to try to take it and turn it into something bigger and better. You know? But still, that's where it's at. Cookies can go and build a school and donate. They still started off with weed. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Burner, too. Awful lot of cookies. We went crazy, Burner. Let's run it back. Let's go part two. <laughs> awful lot of cookies. <laughs> awful lot of cookies. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. That's fire. Um, Talk about, like, man, because you just said, like, just recently, you came off the low pump tour and you came back and, like, you weren't that well established. We're only in 2023 and, like, Things have changed. Like, talk about that. Like, how, you know, it maybe takes some time to like bubble yeah, up, and yeah. then you it'll maybe happen, you know, so, in a short so period of time. With, like, all I can do is give people my recipe. You know what I mean? I could look at other recipes and stuff, but I'm a living testimony of my recipe. And whether whatever I was going on is all the same things. I spent two to three years building the brand. Not not doing it for the money, not doing it for nothing, but actually to be recognized. That's the whole reason I started this brand. So when I look in the crowd, I see somebody wearing my merchandise. You know, that's what the that's what it started. It didn't start for the money, the cars, the jewelry, the clothes, the none of that it wasn't for that. It was to have something that I could see people walking around are going to the shows and they rocking my brand. It's like they know me. So now when they walk and see, oh, you know him. And they, that's how it started. So a lot of people try to start brands and they just go straight for the money, straight for this. And if you're doing it for that, it's going to be a long time that you got to throw into there. You're not going to make no money. So you might stop. Now, if you have a different goal at whatever it is, don't make that goal about money because if you don't, you reach, you start, you reach that goal, the money going to come. And with me, that's how it all kind of, you know, balled up into that. You know, the three years of grinding, then jumping off the boat, jump, jumping off the nipple, starting from, you know, 10 toes down and just inch by inch trying to sell a hoodie a day. Waking up, posting that picture on Instagram with me in the same hoodie or some kind of me rocking a hoodie a different way. Go through the comments. Find somebody that's wearing that. It's like, I like that hoodie. Okay. Click on this page. He in LA. Hey, buddy, do you, um, you want to buy a hoodie? I'll pull up on you. Now this is COVID. So everybody in the house with money. So they really buying a hoodie for a hundred, but they really paying just to come and fuck with me. Mm-hmm. But you being willing to like, yo, I'll, I'll come by. Oh yeah. I'll put what? That's that hustle though. Most yeah. people be like, yeah, go on the site. You know, let me know. You know, you see what I'm saying? It's like yeah, that easy no cop site. out. I ain't got no site. I ain't got none of that. I got it, you know, inch by inch. Everybody be trying to look at this. They be trying to go, I want the this, I want the that. No, like I said, I just want something that people can wear that when they walk around, you think of me. And then on top of that, I'm going to even make it even smaller by fuck trying to do that. I'm just going to try to sell a hoodie a day and see where I, what they say. This, this story is lay a brick a day. That's what I was doing. I was laying a brick a day. Not looking at the whole picture, just brick by brick by brick by brick. Oh, that brick, not that. How can I make this brick a little nicer? Okay, the next brick nicer. The next brick better. Oh, these is looking real good. Then you look up 
You got a whole house. You know, so, you know, I just, the parking lot and just grinding every day, trying to sell one hoodie, using social media platforms and whatnot, and still knowing all of these celebrities that I met through Pump, um, combined with the juice, (laughs) (laughs) having the juice, you know, you got the juice, so. Was, uh. Was Pump like your 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 first celebrity homie that you were hooking up with a juice or like who was the first person that like you really started rocking with through that connection? The first person that was up on that level was Wheezy. Wheezy Dang, man, that's the biggest fuck, bro. I got videos oh, of me and Wheezy. Okay. Wheezy, you know, Wheezy yeah. out of here. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. What? I'm kicking it. We smoking. Yeah. We chilling. No matter of fact, before now before Weezy, it was TM eighty eight. Okay, that TM eighty eight from eight oh eight Mafia. It was him, and then I met Weezy, and then like they like it was just like hanging out with Pump. Hey, y'all need some? I'll go and get it. You know, make sure y'all straight. Y'all just can make y'all beats. You know, or I just be in the quiet, in the court, in the quiet. First couple of times I pull up, I just leave right after. It got to a point like, bro, you can chill. You ain't got to go nowhere. You know, I wasn't familiar with that whole Atlanta culture where they sit in the studio for 12 hours and eight hours, fall asleep, wake up, you know, so I'll pull up and leave. And they be like, bro, why do you keep leaving? <laughs> and then just being around them, boom, 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 started meeting more. And then um, it was them. And then I would hang around Adam a lot. And then Adam, it led to Perp. I got. I was fucking with Perp first because he had that walk in my Glock song or, or Glock with my walk song. Yeah. I thought that shit was so hard. And I was like, bro, I want to meet this guy. And then I seen him on Adam's show, so I pulled up to the, the went, You know, Adam told me, yeah, we're we doing an interview with him tomorrow. Pull up, you know, bless him. Give him a shirt, too. He was like, oh, you cool? Can I call you when I'm like, yeah, hit me. Started hanging out with him. You know, at that point, I just knew, like, niggas just love hanging around me at this point. You know, as long as I keep my shit straight, and it just, I just got better at it. You know, it went from like, oh, smoking weed with you to they like the weed. I'm going to bring this nigga's on. Hey, I'm going to bring this nigga on. So you know, I'm going to get these companies to give me a pound to give it to them. You know, so I just it just made it to where like I'll hang out with you. You not going to want to hang out with me forever if I want to flip that switch. You know, and most of the time it'd be like me pouring a lot of bread into this relationship. And at the end of the day, you know, that relationship is bringing strength to my brand. So a lot of attention, yeah, credibility, yeah, attention, um, social status. You see certain people rocking with me or rocking with my brand. It puts me on a different level than you just seeing the homies on the corner or on the block. That's a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get like the homies on the corner or on the block. My, I went like, you know, a lot of people got to start in their house with their friends, but even with that recipe, just get the most popular person you know and start working your way from there. But I started with Pump, so I was already kind of on the upper level. I just knew how to look and work on the upper level. I knew how to deal with these artists on the upper level. How to go from Perp to Pump? Um, Same thing. Perp was with me all the time. Pump seen it. Pump seen it. And then... um. Anybody, hey, I'm in L.A., uh, can you shoot me dub number? Then I start fucking with him like that, you know. And then we really got close on the tour when we did that No Jumper tour. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, bro, you know, around that, that was the SoundCloud time before 
before COVID. So you would have all these emo kids walking up and down. That's why I said like that little like hipster type shit or you know what I mean? There'll be all these emo kids walking up and down the street. You'll even see X walking. You'll see all of them SoundCloud rappers walking up and down the street. So around that time, Pump and then was just walking up and down the street. And he used to call me, but he'll always, you know, he's not just about to over intrude himself. He'll call me, I'll pull up. And again, like I said, I'll leave. Then I'll, he'll call me, I'll pull up, I'll leave. He'll pull up on me, then leave. But people know I knew him because while I was with him. Oh, and I did tats at that time too. So I'll pull up on him, do some tats on him. I tatted him. Then we went on that tour. Like I already knew him, but I didn't know they were huge like that. I didn't know how huge they were. Like, and then you could see. It happened pretty fast. Yeah. Perp, Perp was like the headliner, mm-hmm. but you would see the crowd to get way more turned to Pump. But the thing about Pump, he was younger. And an incident happened one night where security wasn't letting him go on stage because they said he was too young or go backstage. I'm I'm looking. <laughs> we a weird ass out of the way. Do you know who this is, bro? Go on, Pump. Bro, this is the headline. And nigga, you dumb. Don't get fired. Leave this thing alone. He, you know, the drip. Good looking, bro. You know, and ever since then, I just looked at him as like a little brother. In just situations in LA, I just told him, like, bro, you don't want to be out here like that. Like, I don't want shit from you. I don't want nothing from you. You know, you fucked with me on tour, wearing my shit, letting me come out with you. I just, just want to make sure you're straight, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if you ever hitting anywhere, going anywhere, let me know. I'll pull up with you. I'll come with you, whatever, you know. And then we just started building our bond from then. He just, you know, having somebody you could trust that's going to watch your back. And then shit, he just, every time he went to where he took me. Would you say moving around L.A. is a lot different than other cities? Moving around L.A. is treacherous. Every city is different. Every city is different, you know. But the crazy thing is, bro, the only way you get robbed if you got something. Yeah, you'll never catch me out working shit. Like, like, in even, like, sometimes we'll think like, oh, compared to what we got, oh, this one little watch or I just got these I earrings. Can't on. You can't, uh, unless you got to be ready to not take certain turns and go down certain streets. But if you're not street smart, don't do that. And you can have a beautiful mm-hmm. time in most cities. It'd be the people that come out here and just want to have, walk around like this. Hopping out, money, pocket full of money. Like, I'll be looking like, bro, you tripping. You don't know nothing around here. And these people are tricky, sneaky. You're not even on that time. You're not looking behind you while you drive. It don't even matter. You 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 just be walking and the car is you, you walking. It happens so quick. I even if you got something on you, like it's gonna be hard. But when I go out of town, and you're talking to multiple people at the same time. When it's I go like, out of town, I sit in the car. I send somebody <laughs> out to get whatever the fuck yeah. I want. I stay yeah. downtown in the hotels where the police is at, in the banks. Yeah. You know, if I'm really going to be outside in clubs, I'm security. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. But if you, I can go somewhere with no security without nothing, I just wear regular clothes. Have nothing on. Have nothing on. Yeah. Have sure. a, a debit Have a debit card. Nigga, <laughs> Rob, you... Okay, here. Can you cancel the card, please? So yeah. simple. But hey, people be wanting to, you know, do that flexing and all this macho man and I'm not tucking this and... You just got to be ready for them scenarios. And a lot of people don't even, not ready. Hell no. I remember the SoundCloud emo Melrose days used to be fun, though. 
I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, that was, shit was lit until, was until, until like COVID died off and then it just got uh, like chaos because I swear I went down there and I realized I was like, it's because everyone's out here. There's so much money and then no one knows each other. They're from, everyone's from different places and no one can like, no one's on the same page. Everyone's trying to pull their own stunt and they're looking at everyone else like, oh, you're doing the same, you know, as a threat, you know, and it just like, after time, I felt like uh, the vibes on there just changed and it was just like, man, you got to be on your shit when you go down here. Period. Same with Rodeo and all that shit. You really got to be on your shit. Fairfax. Yeah. I know y'all see how they, um, they're trying to get the kids to start wearing cough syrup at We schools. just saw that. It's so crazy. It's a campaign. You know what's crazy though? I feel like back in the in in our day of being in school and shit, they wouldn't barely let you wear anything in school. So it probably loosened up a lot. But now yeah, they're hanging yeah, on I, an awful lot of cough syrup. The, yeah, you're right. You're right. They did back in the day. They it was used strict, to be bro. super strict. You know, but they did lighten up because how the world is turning. Mm-hmm. You can't really be judging people like that. You can't. How the world is turning and how a person dressed and stuff, you can't be judging. You prioritize it. what yeah. you care about. You know, it's like more people are safety. more free spirited now, even as teachers and stuff. You can't <laughs> be, oh, you can't wear that. Like, what? Like, you're being phobic of something. You telling me that, or you're being racist, or so they had to kind of lean back off of that. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation. And guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason. Because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that. Preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine. Facility advisor, facility manager. Overall, the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. What's going on, guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas. Uh, The micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of terps back we wanted to bring the terps back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace but my whole thing is like i, I was explaining i don't want them to look at the brand as i'm selling cough syrup or i'm trying to it's not that it's not that when you see Wiz Khalifa, whether he was a smoker in the beginning or whatever, now he represents a whole nother thing like peace, happiness, you know, my family, you know, MMA, you know, so whether it says this, it represents that. That's what I'm trying to tell these people. But it's just hard because we on two different, you know, they up here looking down. I'm probably way up here. Like, <laughs> why you think you looking down? You need to be looking up, you know, like you tripping, you looking at the brand. You're not looking at the person. And the brand is up here too, but you just looking at these kids thinking like, no. And it's, I don't know. I just, just look at it differently. Like before you send that out, like try to reach out, try to figure something out, ask them what's going on. What is this? What does it stand for? But then again, all these kids are so trolls and stuff. They probably say some crazy shit at school too. It's crazy to think about. What, what, what was like your first interaction with drink? Um, probably like, 
I would say probably like middle school or something. I had a Mexican homie that had a cousin that stayed in Texas. Oh yeah, so he yeah, like an extra. So he, he used to come with the little yeah. mullet, with the little sprites, yeah. and I'd be like, "Oh, that's the stuff off the." He like, yeah. I'm like, it's just was it was the uh, Lil Wayne song out by then? Me and my drink was that after? Or before? No, that was before. I feel like okay, or even if it was, I wasn't listening. When when that point. song hit, I felt like the shit went a lot more mainstream. Yeah, but that's he, when, that's he, when he really blew that shit up. But to like if you know, common people to be like, oh. yeah, that's what you know. That's how most of these big things are. You take something small somewhere, and if you have a bigger platform, you kind of can blow it up. Even with the little dance, the little kids be doing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Uzi. You know, they was already doing that in Philly. Uzi blew a Philly thing up. They Lil Wayne. They was already doing it in Texas. He went to Texas and liked it, and what like everybody else did, and it blew up. Took it everywhere with him. So you know, claimed it. Yeah, for sure. Owned it. But yeah, um, probably when I was like middle school, I had a friend he put up with, you know, some sprite purplish. I'm like, nah, he like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm trying it. I'm like, this don't do nothing. It just tastes good. <laughs> Knockout. Knockout. Couple hours you're twisted. What? The next day I'm pouring rubber tasting and sprite, thinking this the drink. And it's like, this not the one. Craziest munchies you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's a big part of it. <laughs> Holy fuck. You just keep eating and eating too. It's fucking insane. That's it. What yeah. uh what what year do you feel like that was? Middle school and shit. Bro, I ain't, you know it's okay, but I don't know because the pump years just feel like one year, so it'd be throwing me off between three years on tour, being in jail, like all that shit just be like it'd be like you ever try to go through your pictures in your phone and it'd be like a 22 picture next to a 2016 picture. You're like, bro, that wasn't then. That's how my memories are. Yeah. So I could probably do some math or something. Nah, nah. <laughs> I had looked up in Korea. You guys had bought a $450 A. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bro. What was that like? How do you, you're what? just like, we got to get Yeah. Trash. Overly trash. Trash, trash, trash. Yeah, was well, uh, we was going for- to Korea. This this is a funny story. I'm going to tell you, we was, yeah, we was going to Korea and everybody's like don't take no weed don't take like they looking at me like on me especially <laughs> yeah. they know i'm don't take any bud so i'm like i'm not gonna take no bud chill out you feel me? I say, man i went to jungle boys and got like a seven double triple roll that motherfucker up, put it in a sock and some pants and a jacket space back space sealed all my clothes to get like wasn't taking no chances <laughs> for a fucking seventh you know, you could fly out of California with a fucking ounce now. No problem. They'll see it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing all that for a seventh. And we get over there and apparently, oh, man, we need weed. I can't do this. I don't care. Find it. Found the niggas. Eighth, $450. And I'm sitting right here like, these niggas is retarded. I got this seventh right here. I need to sell my shit for $450. <laughs> So we get the eighth dude. I mean, it's, yeah, we get the eighth dude pull up on us. We smoking it. We got to smoke it in the car, driving in circles with the windows down. <laughs> it's one of those. What yeah. was it like, though? It was just straight. Bro, it was trash. Yeah. It was trash. It was just, you just smoked smoke the blunt of it. Yeah, smoked the blunt of it. It was trash. It was guaranteed trash. But it was just like to a point where you had to smoke. Like, I'm not saying you're going to get high, but it gets to a point where like, 
when you like that young, when you're that young and you're trying to smoke and you don't, you go like cold turkey without no smoke. You just want anything within with that characteristic flavor. Anything, it don't. It's not gonna be the best, but you. Oh, I needed that. I could eat that. I couldn't even sleep. Mm-hmm. That little bit. He'd be smoking Keef if you so had So what'd you to. do with your seven? You cuffed it oh, the whole time? I brought, I, I, after that, I brought it out. it out. After that, I brought it out. I said, don't trip, bro. I got some shit. He said, what? <laughs> Fucking love you. Oh, my God, bro. Don't tell nobody. Yeah. Right mm. before that, he's like, don't bring nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need that back shit. Boom, boom. Now, my <laughs> to do this thing where he'll like, like, like try to give me a serious look. Like, no, for real, bro. Don't bring nothing. Because <laughs> they tripping. I don't even want to hear it, bro. Like, I got you. <laughs> That's why you can't trust it. You you were just in Italy for Adam's wedding? Yeah, yeah. We went to Italy, Adam's wedding. It was it was fire. Just seeing, the best thing I liked about that was, first of all, seeing my homie. Because, like, me and Adam, we kind of, like, we're we kind of in the same, you know, keep, you know, he excels, I scale, and we kind of, our daughters are the same age. We met our girls around the same time. We're both married. So I feel like we go through this, a lot of the same things in life together. You know, I'm on that family over everything just because, you know, the business is stressful. Yes, it makes the money, but it's very, very stressful. And then I, a lot of times I told you like a lot of few bad things happen and I feel like those are happening from me just shutting off the family. My work is my family. And then you turn around and like your work ain't your family. Your work is your work and you make it more work for you by making them your family because now you got all these employees telling you their problems. You're trying to help them. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that, you know, but you're paying them on top of that. So it's like, you know, once you grow and you start realizing that you got all 12 of your 13 employees calling you or in Adam case, you grow and you see like these aren't really your friends because you're paying them. And then how they move and act, you know, a few bad things you're like y'all really not my friends. So like we go through a lot of the same things, you know, in, in life. So it was fire seeing my homie at this level because I'm already at that level. You know, like I'm fam bam. I'm married. And he's finally getting married and he's finally like, you know, it's not just about being in work. It's about being with your family. Because at the end of the day, even if work drops, stop, this is work. You're supposed to really be over here. I'm at the same place in my life. So it just felt, it felt good seeing him there. Because I'm used to the turn, burnt Adam saying crazy, like he didn't even say no crazy shit. You know, he always say crazy shit, like. Even at the wedding, he didn't say no crazy. You know, you reading the little lines to your, you know, he like, and it's like, damn, this nigga really grew up. And it's hard to, I never see my friends like that. I never see my friends grow up and become at where I'm at, like have responsibilities, you know, and not saying money because everybody be getting money at the end of the day. You're going to get money, whether it's a lot or little, you're going to get the money, you know, and people can handle a lot of the things while you have money. So you don't have to do, but it's the other responsibilities that you have. I'm not saying like paying car notes and paying mortgages and stuff like, you know, the responsibility of knowing what's going on in your business, the responsibility of thinking and trying to like grow your business. You know, it's a lot of responsibilities in that field. And if you if you just burnt and being turned, you let somebody else handle it. 
But when you're more mature and you kind of, you want to know what they're actually doing and you want to low key understand what they're doing. So when I see my homies grow up and mature and have real responsibilities and taking up on their responsibilities, and it's just, it's like, damn, bro, that shit is fire. Like you're a grown ass man now. You're a grown ass man now. Some people don't make it there. I know some people that's like childish their whole life. Like just like example for everybody, like a Jake Paul. Like you, you see him. I'm not. I don't know personally, but you see him as a kid all the time. Like, at what point are you gonna see the grown man, Jake Paul? Mm. Like, how you Damn, doing? Damn, he might, he might see this shit, fucking. You know, like, change, at what point bro. are you gonna see that? Yeah. You know, like, even you can feel like he probably, he's probably evolving into it. With yeah, the fighting yeah, shit. you got to after you, you get chased by Floyd and all them. You understand that that trolling shit ain't worth it. After running into a car and totaling your car, Yo, you understand that shit ain't worth his hat, it, man. Yeah, oh, he fucked up when he took his hat. All yeah. of these things make it. you realize the fun shit and the giggles is not worth it. Being a man, responsible, that not, that gets you a long way. It gets you more than going viral. You, you can be a kid with a kid, but you can't be a kid with a man. No, because then they're gonna be like, check one. They're gonna have to check you. And some people have, and then even the best thing too, like I said, seeing Adam, they can't taking care of his daughter. Like I'm a daughter dad. And I don't see a lot of guys like that. He locked in with his daughter. I mean, I didn't bring my daughter to Italy. You know, but I'm just saying, like, that was a beautiful thing. The other beautiful thing was the city. America, what, it's 100, 200 years old. And they over there fucking thousands, 500s. Like, you'll see a statue. This statue is from 1800. Then you'll see another. This one is from 1500. Like, what the fuck? You over there smoking, too? I'm for sure smoking. Are they looking at you crazy? No, nah, no, nah, they're cool over there. Like people, but they smoke spliffs. So they'll be over there smoking a little spliff by the walking and stuff like that. You know, um, but yeah, just seeing the old buildings and seeing like legacy. They they about legacy over there. Culture. Yeah. Tradition. So over here, everybody is raised to grow up, lead a house, start a business. You know, get on your own. That's what that's America. That's what it's made for. You come up under your parents, you move out, you get your own shit, and then you start your family. You know, if you at a position, if you at a job right now, you probably want a better job. Nine out of ten people, you ask them what they do, and then you ask them what they want to do is something better. Over there, it's not like that. If at a point in time, the first whoever back in the day they got rich, they bought a house, they raised their kid to run this house when I die. They raised that kid to run this business when I die. When that kid gets older, you're going to stay in this house. Take care of me until I die. And then you're going to raise your kids as well. And then your kids is going to be, that's, that's going to be our legacy. Now, yeah, you can do that, but this is what we're breading you to do if nothing, if all else fails. And if you play, if, you, if you're a waiter, you don't want to be nothing else but a waiter. So you can tell when you walk up if he wants sparkling or steel because you're trying to be the best at that job. You're not trying to use this job to get to the next job. You're trying to be the best waiter in the world, the best taxi driver in the world. We don't do that over here. Taxi drivers trying to be rappers. The waitresses trying to be models. Like, you know? So that's, that was kind of fire to see. And, and like, like I said, like somebody will buy a house. They raise their kid to have this house. I was at some lady's house. She said, my family been in this house for six generations. And now it's my turn. 
My mom still live here. My husband live here. My kids live here. You know? And I'm just like, damn, y'all got all, like, you probably got old pictures in that same house. That's why when I walked here, I'm like, I wonder what this used to be. Because downtown is the oldest architects we got, really, in mm -hmm. California. So you could really see some history. Like, where the Apple store is, it used to be the first theater that had sound. Because before that, they were just watching movies with no sound. Just be. Like, so once they had sound, that was the first theater Damn, where the Apple store is. Yeah. It's crazy. When you, you know? see old pictures of LA, like downtown LA, it's crazy. You know, it's like it's like gold mining. It's like the gold rush. It, it looks like that, you know? It just make you want to last forever. Make you want to last long. Like our stuff get old, we tear it down, build new. They stuff get old, they just preserve it. Damn. Should be crazy, bro. I'm over there like real crazy you been in the same like house? For real? <laughs> Like we're never it. we're never satisfied. It's always oh, one more. No, 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 that's no. why it always. But that's because we're only around each other. You know the people that travel a lot because they come back and they really cherish the older things. That's why I'm back. Like, I like older cars. I love newer cars because I'm still ignorant. Like I said, I used to catch the bus, but it's like the smart when the smart side kick in. It's like get you an old school. Get you an old school is gonna hold its value. You know, it's, it's going. It's it probably somebody car from thirty years ago that yeah. used to drive. Soon it's a story. I love the story part. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. all electric. I think I'm gonna turn the old school into an electric car, like maybe like a G body or something. I know people already doing ahead it. Of your time. Yeah, no, they doing it. Like, but they're doing it with like Mustangs mm -hmm. and like you know cars like that. But you no, know, I gotta go electric Grand National. <laughs> just to fuck some electric people head up. Chevelle or some shit. There be people all twisted up about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm born, I'm born in 88, so I like all them 88, 89, 87 G-bodies, Cutlasses, Buicks, Regals, Monte Carlos. That's what I'm on right now. Like Caprice. Caprice. I'm on all that. We're from Florida, so. Oh, yeah. Y'all going crazy. Dogs. I got a, I got a Cutlass on 24 Daytons. Yeah. 100 spokes. Did it, you ever used to come out to like Daytona or anywhere out there? Nah, like, nah, nah. But I've I, I been, I been in Florida, but I've never been to Daytona, but I've been to Florida, and we Pump shooter shot some videos over there with yeah. people they bringing out all the 30 inch rims with the cars. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because oh, yeah. they're all from down there. South so Florida. Where, yeah. where are y'all from? Orlando area. Oh, Central Florida. Yeah, makes sense, my boy in yeah. Orlando. I've been to Orlando. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Orlando. It's kind of like, how can I say like it's like a mid-level city. Yeah, like Orlando, let's say, like Miami is the flashy, you know, suave. Yeah. Orlando is like the niggas. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you got the, the suave, then you got the, like, you know, the cool, because I, mm -hmm. I get I got a lot of homies that come out here from Orlando and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very cool, though, but, like, mindset of a nigga. Like, I know what's cracking. Like, come on, bro. Watch out for that nigga. Like, <laughs> like For sure. Watch out from the Orlando <laughs> dude over here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rick Ross said, my Central Florida boy's about it. Yeah, I'll never forget. I was like, yeah, yeah. That's just fun. Florida's a funny place. It's kind of like California, though, how different northern is from southern. Yeah, for sure. It's similar. Like, I, it's like brother sister states. Honestly, I, if I could, I got a few friends from Miami, but like Miami, Florida people, they're like, like it's a lot. 
it's a lot. The hair, the tattoos, the crazy hair. You know what I mean? It's a very lot when you're going, like, if you're from Miami. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but when you're from, like, when you're from, like, the Orlando side, you kind of, like, you can blend in with, like, a California person. They're like, okay, you seem, like, you know, you seem a little California-ish. But you're just a little bit different. Miami, you like, I know this name not from California. <laughs> yeah. How long? yeah. I can tell. For real. For real. Yeah, Miami right away. As far as business, man, to touch on the entrepreneur side, how important is it FaceTime? Because like you you were talking right before this, like, all right, I'm gonna hit the shop after this. We're gonna do that. Like you're always popping up at multiple businesses on people. Like you you're yeah, big on FaceTime. Bro, honestly, I'm kinda halfway retarded. I gotta see some shit. Like I gotta see it to like really you know, like some people are able to orchestrate a whole festival and not be there. I would have to be standing in the festival grounds to be like, that's going to go right there. That's going to go right there. Yeah. yeah, like I have to be there. So I can't wrap my mind around certain things without actually being there. And my stores is my bread and butter. So I make sure I'm there wherever. Like most of the places that you see me hit is where I'm probably making money at. Not saying like the cash is coming in, but this is how the money is coming to me. So if I'm at these podcasts or something that brings awareness to me, that brings awareness to my brand, that's bringing me money. If I'm at this store taking a picture with this fan and talking to this fan and he posting it on his Instagram, that's bringing me money. If I'm at this warehouse and I'm working on my new season and my new collection, that's bringing me money. If I'm at my distribution center where they shipping it off at, I'm there to let them know that I'm aware because this is bringing me money. So I have to be there because if you're not there, motherfuckers be a whole different ball game, and then you gotta pop up so they never know. Just pull up, yeah, just pull up, yeah, sporadic. Yeah. Oh, I thought you was at the warehouse. I know you did because I posted that. <laughs> I'll be at Melrose posting the warehouse. I'll be at the warehouse posting Melrose. You know, you, and I, like I said, I gotta keep an eye on it, and that's how. Like I'll go to the store and be like. Why is that right there? Like, let's move that. Let's buy a new one. But if I'm not there, it's not going to happen. I think a lot of people, they just start these businesses and just, and they'll, and they'll, whatever it's making, they'll be satisfied with it. I'm not satisfied with it. And I'm not, it's not even about the, what I'm making. If I, any more time and effort I put into the store, it makes more money. Mm-hmm. So I don't even like think of doing it to make the money. I just do it. And this is my reward. So if I'm building a more efficient wall or if I'm making the store just look more um, modern, that's me putting energy into this. And that's going to always it always comes back. I'd rather spend it on in the business than anything else. Buy so many shoes, open the shoe store. You feel me? He's got the entrepreneur in him. Every move is is a move to build a, a bigger brand or a bigger company or another offshoot or yeah, it's it's cool to see. I mean, with the loose leaf collab, you got the awful lot of cough syrup, the double cup. I mean, go through some of the stuff we have out. Yeah, so this is um, fire. Yeah, yeah, this this was a double cup mug. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Blazy. He designed this and um manufactured this for me. Shout out Blazy. Um rolling trays, glow in the dark rolling tray. You know, and I'm big with the face and the brand. So you either gonna see my face or you're going to see my logo that same way throughout all of these items. You know, most of the things are, you know, I drink a lot of coffee. I'm tired of using my wife's mom, dad mug. I want a mug for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I roll weed all the time. I want the coolest root weed tray that you can find. 
I was trying to put a, a, a wireless charger on that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you know, you just hook your phone, sit your phone right on top. You know, I was like, can we get one of those? But yeah, it's very important with the branding. Like, that's one of the biggest things you got to. A lot of times I do things that don't even make me money just because it adds to the brand. And I get it. And, you know, I, I get it. And a lot of these things is just I see from being like, you know, if you be with Pump, you be with the artists, you see the managers. If the artist is big enough, you'll see the CEOs. And you, mm. you stick around, you sit in the room, and you listen to how they talk. They're all about branding. They're all about branding. I have record labels do collabs with me. They don't even want the money. They just want people to wear their artists' merchandise. They want it to look big for Instagram and YouTube because it's about the brand. So, you know, not everybody is at that point where they can throw that much money in the branding, you know, start off with what you can, but you're going to make it back all the time. Investing. Talk about uh, being able to capture attention and turn that into money. What you mean, like capture attention? Like Just like the shit you post and the way you do it and the way you present the stuff you're doing making it look bigger than life, making it feel bigger than life, like, yeah, especially so. online. Cause like nowadays it's different. Like you don't just sh shoot a big budget music video. Then the tour cracks off and they're running radio ads, billboards. It's that it's like so different now. Yeah. Yeah. See, like basically with me, it just, these are other things that I learned from punk. It's just crazy. Um, you gotta give them something to look at. You give them something to look at and whatever it is, and you wear whatever you're doing. So let's say if we used to do stuff like, well, we breaking shit. But while we breaking shit, he playing his new song. So everybody's watching it to see him break this fucking window. But y'all playing the fuck out of the song now. You know, so when I do, I'll be watching. I'll, I'll be on Instagram. So when I see little reels or little funny shit, I think of my version of it. And then. First of all, I make it look high end because I'll put on something that makes my brand look high end, whether it's jewelry, my shoes, the socks, the glasses, you know, the accessories make it look high end, the car. And then after I make it look high end, I try to do something that I know you're going to continuously watch without you knowing you looking at the brand the whole time. And that's just how I do stuff. That's how a lot of people do stuff. You know, it's kind of like a back door in there, you know. But like some people be doing it too, like too much. Like it's not like, genuine. You know, like, it's not authentic. Like who is it? I think it's Tyrese. I be on this Instagram. This nigga post like a viral clip and then after say something like, "Bro, you tricking me? You're not fucking. Mm -hmm. It's not marketing. This is tricking me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm looking at some fucking person doing a willy in the air, then he come out of nowhere. See, now I just wanted to tell you guys that I'm like, oh, "Bro, come on." <laughs> Yo, hit bro up, man. Let him know. Destos commercials. some shit, man. Yeah. He going through some shit with the divorce. Yeah. What do you think about all that? Bro. He literally said, like, I'm an actor, but I didn't know I was dating an actor that's better than me. That shit hit me deep where I was like, yo. No, Tyrese, he just been really out the field too long. He been out the field been out too the long. He needs you to know, come touch down to Melrose, he just, huh? He, he <laughs> could tell he didn't have no cousins that he fucked with because they would have been told him what was going on. Like, mm -hmm. bro, I'm telling you, that bitch is rolling. She's not, you know, she's a goer. Mm -hmm. Are you tripping? You doing all that? She's a rock. She's pregnant. I know she's pregnant, duh. <laughs> I, I'll be pregnant too. Yeah, and he probably, you know, like you gotta. that's why you got to keep your family, you know? 
You can't, you got like, you got to keep your ghetto cousins too because they peep shit that you don't. You know, they do. They'll put you on game of some shit you didn't even realize. Like, you sure it wasn't such and such? I'm just saying. I'm like, damn, I never thought yeah. of it like that. Yeah. You know, so you got to kind of keep those. You can tell Tyrese, he probably. He cut them all off. He got all Paul Walker and cut them all off. Vin Diesel. What? The movie, go to your boy head. <laughs> oh, too fast, shit. too furious. Yeah, yeah. Some of his uh, Instagram shit's hilarious, man. He and, yeah, and he's being the, dead ass. The, like just with any like all of those videos, you gotta you just gotta do something like you know, and I watch stuff and I just stuff that I like, I'll do it. Stuff mm-hmm. that I think is funny, I'll do it. You know, with the cookies collab, I I took I did the weed man from off of the wash. I did the pizza man from off of Blue Streak. Um I did Shanae from off of Martin. You know what I mean? These are all things that I watch that make me laugh that I'll watch again. So when you mix the clothes with a little high-end designer <laughs> accessories with a skit, it's just, you go crazy. And that's really what I'm on this year. I'm really trying to brand myself because it's like it's the easiest money you can make. You know, like the clothes, I, the clothes I got that in the head lot, you know? And I have to stay on that. But I always want to, like, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to do more things. But you you don't want to do more things and have more stress. When you're the brand, that's the easiest way. You just got to pull up and get paid. Now, if I open a fucking wash house, I got to manage it. I got to do taxes. I got to do that. I got to have a staff. I got to probably be there for it to go up. Um, if I want to open up anything, it's going to take. So, But the branding is the easiest one because you're literally just somebody's paying you to use your likeness. So that's the big focus right now, you know? I hope people are taking this in. There's yeah, a lot of game a lot, being a dropped. Lot of game in this episode. Um, talk about um, one of the things I know I, I've struggled with and I know a lot of people struggle with is um, not wanting to put it all into themselves and trying to put other people on. And I've, I've lost a lot of time and money trying to be like, yo. And then anytime I revert back to like, all right, well, I got to do it. Totally different outcome. You just we got we all got to go through that. That's 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 like a storm, you know. That's like a that's like a road that you got to go down. Some people that road leads to better things, depending on you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that road is just fucked up. Now, do you say fuck these people? No, you just be like, look, I tried. I've been down that road before. I can't go no more. Yeah, but you gotta go down it to feel that to say it, because otherwise you're like, man, I really could help them. I really could help them. I could like you know. But after doing it so much and getting burnt, I'm straight. I can't. You know, I'm down there right now. I'm down there like a 50%. So if somebody needs something from me and I don't like whatever, I'm not going to say no. But I'm not going to give you the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Damn, now yeah. they're going to hear this. They're going to try to turn up to be like, oh, I need, need 5,000. Really only need 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'm thinking I need 100 grand. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. If bro, you can see me getting, at 50, bro, that would help a lot. Bro, I be getting hit with the craziest <laughs> I stuff. Bet. I got a million dollar idea. Oh, everybody does. I'm like, okay, so you should start doing it. And then I'll lock in with you after it's already rolling. I'm not here to gamble. 
We we probably couldn't have booked you at episode one. That's a fact. <laughs> you know I mean? Definitely I'm not. not here to gamble. Definitely bro. not. You feel me? Yeah. Like you got That's how it is. Like, build something first. Because I, I done did all that. That's when I was coming up. You got your come ups, and then a little bit shortly after. But at this point, I can't do that. I can't. It's going. I already got too much. My time is very very valuable. So I'll take a lesser percent and not have to, you know, gamble, then be like, you could have really won if you fucked with us. Yeah, and I could have really lost too. Mm. I'm I'm winning right now. I'm not losing, so I'm winning. Is the number one thing you get asked for, like, yo, I got an idea for a clothing company? I would have do a collab. Yeah. I would have do a collab or I want my own loose leaf. Okay. Talk about the whole loose leaf venture and how, like, you know, you rolled out with that. Um... I had some buddies of mine. They had a bright idea. They would always show up to me in the parking lot and just bring me products that they would have. Um, I told them the loose leaf was it. Keep bringing these motherfuckers. I was smoking them constantly from the parking lot days. I would be mad when I ran out. Um, They decided to go public and actually drop the product, you know, on the market. And since I fucked with them, you know, and when I have stuff, as you see, I give it to all my friends. Give it to all my friends. And at the parking lot days, I had I had some really cool friends. <laughs> you know, it was like the beginning of a lot of really of my cool friendships. You know, so I would give it to them. So they came to me like, "Hey, want to fuck with you? We want to, you know, do a deal with you. Give you your own leaf. Make you a part of the company." I like, said, "Hell yeah, I'm down." Only thing was, you wouldn't be able, nobody would get paid for a year. There's no money getting paid for a whole year. But we still got to push, we still got to promote, we got to do this, but like, I can't give you nothing for a whole year. I said, fuck it, nigga, I smoke these motherfuckers anyway, let's go. Year, year later, motherfucker, the biggest up and coming to, you know, the biggest leaf on the market. We innovated something. People was not doing this. They was rolling around with scissors and big ass leaves and cutting them up and rolling with the stem. Mm-hmm. These are pre-washed, pre-cut leaves and the stem is always somewhere that's not, if it's a stem, it's like on the edge. So you can kind of tear it off. No big stems anywhere though. And with me marketing it and the people who I know, it's like I could give one, like I gave something to Thug, right? You'll never see Thug post it. He never posted it, but Thug is the type that'll be around so many influential people. I'm telling you, I done met so many people at the studio with this guy. It'd be like Future, Travis, 21, Little Baby, like just pulling up regularly. They all look up to him. Yeah, so they walk in the studio, they see him with an awful lot of cough syrup on and some loose leaves. What they want? Hey, man, let me get some loose leaves. Let me get some cough syrup. And what they doing, they doing interviews, shows, whatever, backstage, you seeing it. And shit, shit just started rolling from there. You know? Is the key to launching brands or launching products, wrap them around your lifestyle? I feel like the key to launching a brand or launching a product is to create a buzz or have something that people need. We got something that people need. You don't need a buzz because it's come. Oh shit! This is here. But if you were to start something fresh, what would what's something you would do to create a buzz around it? My recipe, same recipe I've been using. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Like let's say just just say any business. Just say a business right now. Like just what is a business you think of? Like just say any business that you a gas station. Okay. Boom. If I wanted to start a gas station, I'll start a gas station, right? And then I'll name the gas station like some funny stuff that like people would want to come to the gas station for. And then on top of that, I'll probably like get free gas to like rappers and shit and tell them like, look, I'll fill up your tank if you post like a picture at my gas station. So you got the branding. Now you got the right people there, which attracts everybody else. And then on top of that, I'll um let let people if it's right right now, I'll let I'll I'll sell people's loose leaves, people's leaves and people's products for them. So the whole store will be filled with like like local products. So if you got like my boy Jay Pay, he got leaves, I'll have them there. So, you know, he can tell people to come here if you want to buy my leaves, you ain't gotta pull up on me. Um on top of that. I'll probably have, you know, I'll give gas away to probably like single moms or something, you know. I'll probably lose, like not lose, but not make a lot of money the first year, but it'll blow up so big that like I feel like I'll be making more money off of other stuff than the gas or too many people will want the gas, you know. But like I I, that would be my plan for a gas station. Mm -hmm. Get a manager. You got to start with the manager. But as for if you got like the business side, everything already set up, and that's done, and you know how would I make it pop? That's how I make it pop. Create a buzz around it. Yeah, and do, the big and thing do a collab. Is, off a lot of gas. <laughs> you tie your other brands into. Yeah, it. for sure. Yeah. Go off a lot of gas first. Get them this first pop up. Um, say we giving away free gas to the mothers. Um, I'm gonna do some shit like, hey man, you know, hit all my rapper homies, whoever pull up. I'm gonna tell them like, hey, pull up, I'm gonna fill your shit up. I don't care if you bring six cars. Yeah, you got Ferraris, Air Rolls. Next yeah, thing you know, you got products that to a video. Show. Yeah, and do you some, got products there. Shows. Yeah, and then that's what blows it up online too, because then everybody goes. Now, people want to go. It is a landmark now. Yeah. You got to have passion though. None of this is that's happening without passion. passion. Right there, you just created a landmark. You made it a landmark. It's an experience. You're giving people an experience. Mm-hmm. That's like the big differentiator in what you're doing. It's more than a brand. It's like, yo, when I go there, there's a feeling I get too. And like you being at the shop, popping up all the time, people being thinking in their head, like he could pop up anytime. He's up here all the time mm-hmm. at the shop. That creates another aura of like, you never know who, who you might see at this landmark. All of that came from like, you know, just me. Like I used to go, like I'll be used to drive down Slauson because I used to stay down Slauson. And if I look to the right and see Nipsey Carr, I'm pulling in there and I'm going to buy something just to say, what's up? I'm going to get a shirt, sock, CD, something. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come out with the band. I'm like, what up? You know, you know, I was just grabbing the shirt for the day. Knowing <laughs> I just wanted to say, what's up? So I know that's what they, that's what I try to give them. Anything that I do is something that like makes me, ha- like I, you know, I go to gallery department. I go in there, I spend five, $6,000. They made me feel that way. It's not all about the clothes. It's the feeling, you know, the exclusivity and the, it's not that many of these and the nice personality and the water and the experience. So, you know, you take what you want and you put it inside your business or you put it in your lifestyle. So, like, that's for sure with that. um, the Your skits are classic, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's every week it's a different skit or it's some version of you in front of your store talk about what's about to happen like that's a that was you're ahead of your time with that that's been you've been doing that for what a couple years now since i was in the parking lot yeah 
We'll sit there if it's too slow. Oh, I got, I got, that's where it started. I got to let them know I'm here. I have to let them know I'm here. I'm up. You know, the earlier you post it, they going to see it. They going to think about me, you know? So that's where it's just, in this, you know, it's just constantly playing. It's constantly playing. Mm-hmm. So I just, every day I got to give them something to think about me. Now I don't, but I could boost sales just by doing that. If I want to do a skit and put swipe up for this shirt, boot sales are going to go up. If I want to go to the store at 11 o'clock during the day and say I'm here all day, sales are going to go up. But it just got to a point where, like, that's not super realistic on the bigger scale of things. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I try to pull up when I can here and there. But I wish I could just sit at the store all day. I spend a lot of time just sitting at the store all day. From open to close, that was me. I just started getting managers like a year ago or something. Like a year, maybe two years ago I got a manager. Maybe, but I was there every day, parking lot every day, seven days a week, till eight o'clock, loving it, brick by brick. You and your girl, like Bonnie and Clyde almost. Like you guys are like almost like business partners, life partners. I mean, obviously. Well, bro, it's just we gonna be together forever. So you kind of gotta, you got to, cause you know your friends stuff happen with your friends, your homies, this that and the other. You need like that hard drive that you can upload all of these memories in, so you're not talking to yourself or forget. You know, you have somebody mm-hmm. you can bounce it off of. And for a minute, it was my employees. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like. I'll be in the car ride for an hour talking to my employee. Some shit go up wrong. I'm calling him like, man, guess what this nigga did, bro? <laughs> oh, man, I can't tell you. But then it's like, I got it's supposed to be your wife. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I try to communicate better, you know, at the end of the day. And she, you know, she helped me. She just helped me. Like, when I she takes care of this part, I get to go to work. I get to get off work and come home and I don't have to, it's like this basis covered. You know, I consider my wife like, not like in a negative way, but I consider like my shoestrings, like if my shoestrings not tied, I can't win the race. You know, so you can't, you're going to shoot, going to fall off, you're going to trip, nothing like, no, nah, you just, once the motherfuckers is tied and that's straight, that's straight, oh, you about to go up. But if that's fucked up, I don't care how fast you is, that's going to trip, you're going to trip. Like if your wife is not like, you know, because she's either going to be looking from the outside in thinking something else or she's not going to actually understand what you're actually going through, you know, or she's not going to respect what you're doing because she don't know what you're doing. So you kind of got to have her involved. So be like, I understand. Like, I got to play this part because it's hectic right now. You're trying to win a fucking track meet. So I'm going to hold this now real tight. You know, and then when you win the race, you just take care of them. But I, a big thing, we got a daughter, so my wife work. You know, I'm not a rapper. Like, I like to rap. I'm not a rapper. I'm a businessman. You feel me? Got to make sense. Not trying to take care of nobody for the rest of their life. I'm not trying to, I want to, I want a partner. We're partners. You know what I mean? Even though, like, I do overly extra out shit. You feel me? But at the end of the day, we're partners, you know? This is a 30-year loan with both of our names on it. You know what I mean? We have several properties, you know? we What we doing, you know? Mm-hmm. If I take care of this, you got to take care of that. So 
And I'll be with her. I'll just be trying, like, we we make each other, like, work for stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you got to kind of earn it. You can't just get it. You got to kind of earn it. Even if, like, I could buy her something, but, like, you don't get it till like, we earn it. She could buy me something, and I won't get it till I, like, earn it. You feel me? She just be keeping me grounded, you know, to reality. That'd be the main shit. Niggas be getting lost in the sauce. <laughs> How long have you, you guys been together? I've known her though for like 15 years or some wow. shit. I've yeah. known her for a very long time. Yeah, so you the know. trust is definitely there. Oh yeah, it's not about it's not about the trust. Because I mean guarantee. that that means she dealt yeah, it with it. It wasn't with the it's not like she, no new bread shit. No, she was with me when I was like in yeah. jail. Like she bailed me <laughs> yeah. out of jail before with her money, you know, like, yeah. like I didn't use her car to like go and like sell hoodies and shit. Like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the store. I'm way in Long Beach, dropping off some hoodies, like you know what I mean? Getting accidents, yeah. no license. Like, she done been through some bullshit with me. So, it wasn't like, you know, like no new shit. It's like, she knew me when I was still turnt, doing hella drugs. Mm-hmm. She was with me while I was on tour, not being able to be there with her. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. I'm tour low palm and she's cool yeah, with it. Yeah. I feel like most girls are, they're, ca- they're, they're copping out at that but point. At that point, you just got this really communication. You got to talk every day. You got to talk every day when you're on tour. You miss a day, it's like, oh, you must have been too turnt to talk to me. Mm. All right, you gotta talk. Even you, you walk off the bus, you better run off that motherfucker to the corner. But you better answer this phone. Yeah. So you got it. You know you got to do that. And then you she she got to understand you. Like she knew like the pump shit could like have potential to turn into like what you know. Come on, look at this shit. Like like this him and it's me. That's how I go. That's her believing in you and the dream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, I'm, bro, I'm like, the dream was at the top for a minute. That's how I got to where I'm at. I used to put the dream in uh, ahead of anybody. Anybody. That's just what I had to sacrifice. So I was, you know, outgoing fucking follow pump for fucking three months. Because the dream was to be this, even though we made a turn and it turned to this, but that was the dream. So I'm always chasing after the bag. Going, especially if it really makes sense. Like, that was a once in a lifetime type thing. You don't get offers and shit like that. Timed it crazy, too. What do you, what do you think about, you know, where Lil Pump's at right now and like what he's got going on? My boy Pump is still Pump. Kind of like, you know, turn rich, having fun. Ain't gonna be like that forever. Like, not forever, but like, you know, one day it's gonna be, I'm gonna look out like, damn, this nigga, you know? But shit, you like, what, 20, 22 now? Like, crazy. Man, young as fuck. It's crazy. On, it's crazy bro. life like, for a young kid. What, yeah. tw- 22, bro. Yeah. Culling it. Million dollars worth of that shit. Like, come on. So, Pump gonna be Pump. He good. You know? I, one thing about Pump, he always keep, like, his financials and shit together. You know, like, mm-hmm. counting and all that shit. So, I know he not gonna fall. So, then he know, like, his limits. You know, I done been around him enough. That's you ain't never heard no weirds. You're like, oh, pump, da-da-da-da-da. Like, he not that turnt. You know what I mean? But he just like to have fun, shop, make music. And with that recipe, I don't think he ever can get, you know, toured. Like, they fucking love his ass everywhere. But pump gonna be pump. You know what I mean? <laughs> he ain't got to do What's shit. What's one of the craziest spots you guys hit? Like, countries? Barcelona, like- Spain. You know, they naked on the beach over there. They for sure naked on the beach. Like, it ain't no, like, it's not like it's the boss next to you. People aren't even, like, staring or anything. Nah, it's, not, nah, it's like, like nothing. Like, they'll stand up, put on some more suntan, whatever, the little lotion, and then just lay down. 
guys, girls, everybody. This shit crazy. <laughs> you like what the fuck is that old ass nigga with his dick out what the fuck is wrong with this nigga bro but yeah Barcelona Spain was crazy cause it was like you just seen some of the like everything Paris was fire too Paris weed was like 804 ounce and they, and they do and they do balloons in the club Crazy, like they'll hand you the balloon in the club. Yeah, but Paris is fire because everything is based around romance. The way they talk, the way they walk, the way they, their mannerisms, the food—you know, like spaghetti—you gotta like. It's all like everything over there, like from the lights, how the lights look at night. You know, it's all based around like romance. You know, where Barcelona is like Miami on crack. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that is you go, a good way to like, put it. It's Miami on motherfucking like the endless pier or some shit. Like, yeah. Like you'll like in Miami, you'll see like the nice mix, like you know, cute Colombians and stuff like that. Over there, you got every race that looks like that. So you'll have a Chinese person girl like that. You'll have like a black girl with like a Barbie body or something like. You know, it's over there. You'd be like, this mess is crazy. It was pretty fire over there. The food is fire. They had a building. Like, we stayed at the W. It's, like, overlooking the water. The water is, like, ocean blue. Yeah, the W out there is dope. It's yeah. right by the beach and yeah. shit. We had, like, a bed that spent, th- spent around in a circle. Like, if you're in the fire. bed, if you're in, like, you in, you in the shit, it's just, like, you're spinning around, and it's, like, all of this is just blue. Wow. Hell, yeah. Damn. It's just blue. You can't, like, you got to walk on the balcony and look down to see the land. You ever been in other countries and they recognize you like, yo, Desto? Uh, the craziest place yeah. was like Germany. Yeah, they know me, but I, was it, was it Switzerland? Is Switzerland? Or, or which, which one is the Irish one? Scotland? Yeah. I think it was Scotland. It was in Scotland at some hotel. You mean Irish? Ireland. I, was it, is it Scotland and Ireland? What is that? Is one that or like two. A, is, is, two different countries. But whichever one, we had a show with Post Malone or some shit. And it's Damn. like, yeah, we were at a show with Post Malone. We had a show where some dude was like, bro, I see, like, however you say, I seen you and I ran over here and I didn't think I, I'm like, you tripping. It's probably somewhere on my Instagram too. Like, like I don't be, de- I don't delete nothing on Instagram. So all that shit there from all them years, you can scroll. That had to be a big show. Yeah, Post Malone. It was a Post Malone show. Pump, like, I think open forum. It was probably a festival. No, it was a festival. It was a festival, but we was right under post. The shit was crazy, bro. Yeah. You, those spots, I just feel like so many people come out. Oh, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, there's not a lot of opportunities to go do stuff like that. So everyone just, the energy's crazy. Yeah. And, and the girls over there can really drink a lot, bro. Like, they, like, like, I don't know. I think the age, legal drinking age is young. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the girls over there will have like older brothers. So, like, they're drinking, like, like, bottle to the face, not no shots. Like, y'all got no more? It's not, it's not phasing them at all. I'm like, this shit is crazy, bro. What, uh, what was Draco like? Oh. That was your home. truth. Yeah. He the truth. You know, I got me. You see my boy. Mm-hmm. Um, Draco. How can I put this? Draco was like fucking like damn near like 
like a okay, what, what was that movie, American Gangster? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Was it Frank Lucas or something? <laughs> yeah. You know, he was like Frank Lucas, but he wasn't the quiet Frank Lucas. You know what I mean? Like he loved to talk shit and he loved to be the nigga. Cool as fuck though. Cool as fuck. Like, 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 and then the shit, like, he was just very, 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 very talented at rapping too. Like, the most talented person. Because the thing is, he could go in there and make a song and it'll make you make a better song than you normally would make. So we'll all be in the studio while he rapping and everybody in their phones making up their own verses. And once you put that verse, you can see he like got like he elevated everybody. You know, just being a part of that. I think you said like earlier you asked me a question. I was like, what you mean? You're like, how are you able like how does it feel to grab attention or something? With Draco, it was so fire that he was my homie and whatever he wore, they would want to take, they would want to get. Like, I would make personal stuff for me just to like, you know, as samples, he'll take it. Now I got to make it because they blowing me up for it. Um, Before him, I really didn't have a lot of L.A. people like like I had a few of them, but it was like the L.A. people that be like out of town or trying to dress in like out of town or something, you know, and then I had the juice heads. But most of the juice heads that fuck with me was like out of town people that came in town. You know, and that's all the time because people were flying in, grabbing all type of shit. So when Draco came, I started getting like the home home team advantage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I started getting like my little like L.A. people, you know, like my real L.A. people. So that was that was hella fire, you know, and just working with him and like just being a part of the team. You know, when he first got out his first year, I took him to every pop up I did. I mean, I just, you know, treated him like artists, flights, rooms. <laughs> How many people are you with? What do you want when you get there? Here go a driver. Here go a truck. Like, you know, everywhere. Texas, Miami, New York. Like, we would, he, would, he would come with me. Atlanta. So, it's just like, then we got, he got the Drake shit. And then it just really got crazy. Because he already had L.A. That wasn't the problem. Mm-hmm. And most people are tuned in with L.A. And they was tuned in with the case. So, he got out. You know, he got that buzz. He's making fire songs. Fire. You know, but it's just growing L.A. more in a few little dudes. It's like, okay, I'm, I got these, but slowly but surely. But when the Drake shit hit, it was like, okay, boom. How did that come together? Shit, Aubrey hit him up. He, he was going to the bless them. He was going to you the studio. You know, that's crazy. He can just pick somebody and bless them. Because <sighs> just like you said, how he would come in and elevate everyone else's. Imagine mm-hmm. you're doing it with Drake now. Yeah. That sure. shit's 100X. I think we, we were... We were going to a studio with a producer, and I had another dude, and they were just like, yeah, Drake be listening to your shit. And I think somebody else like, was like, no, Drake really be listening to your shit. That's fire. It's the goal. It's real LA. Sent them a song. LA like, hip hop, man. Sent them a song. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Draco did that song the same night. Probably the same hour or some shit. Like, what? Went straight to the studio, did the song. And then he was driving around just sending it to people to listen to. Like, bro, you can't send the Drake song out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then after awesome. that, I was just like, yeah, that shit, really. But Draco, bro, he was fire. He was like one of my biggest supporters. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest supporters. And the best thing about it was with him, I had a homie with money, too. 
So even though like I probably had like, you know, I had business money, you know what I mean? He fresh out of jail, he got rapper money. So you know the difference between business money and rapper money is rapper money come in lump sums. Business money come every day. You know? So I take him out there, but he'll you know, he'll fuck around, have a dinner, or he'll go to like a big jewelry store and buy some jewelry or whatever, you know? Or we'll go to the strip club and He'll get the table and throw $10,000, but you need shit like that, you know? And that all added to my brand as well, because it's like, oh, these niggas out of town, all this jewelry on, everybody rocking cough syrup, they throwing money, they in the cars, they rolling correct, you know? Mm-hmm. I put it like Draco was like the fucking like LeBron James or like whatever, like the, the team captain. And I was the coach and the fucking center. And we was winning. You feel me? Yeah. Fucking winning, bro. It was like, uh, like it was so crazy, the plans we had. Like, you got to, like, the plans we had, like, I got the clothes, he got the music. It's like I got the artist, you know? And then I was helping him create his brand as and well. Then he gets, and then he's like, they gets the Drake song, and it's like, now he's global, instant. It's fucking crazy. You got a picture with Drake, bro, in my shit. In my shit. Him, Drake, Damn. in my shit, like. That's probably one one of the only pictures him and Drake have. He rocking cops up. Shit be crazy. And it's like just have like just having that like oh we got like we got one homegrown like no fake shit like mm-hmm. just being my boy. Trials and tribulations. I picked them up the first day I got to jail. They made them get out the car with me. They said no 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 maybe let's not. I'm like bro I'm a businessman. Y'all ain't got to worry about him getting in trouble. I got license insurance. There's no guns in here. Yeah, but he's on strict. Let's just wait for the driver to come. We don't want any. I'm like y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> but yeah, that was my that was like one of my best friends. Bro. It's sad because L.A. snatched a lot of talent over the last like ten years. I mean forever, but. For 10 years, it's like one after another. You know what I'm saying? But that's the thing, you know, like, honestly, like, the shit that Draco was rapping about was so real. And, like, the only, it's, it's kind of as if he's doing, saying he's going a 1,000 miles an hour and rapping about going a 1,000 miles an hour. In every situation, he's proving to you that these are not false raps. These are not mm-hmm. false raps. But that puts you in a position every time. You know? Oh, I got it on me, Shanene. I really got the Shanene with the with the extendo, with the it's well, you know, with the I really got it. But what does that do? Now the police can pull you over. Now you can go to jail. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. the his the realness of him. Was like, you know, like a fucking Scarface movie. He wanted to go out with a fucking blaze. You know what I mean? Like, he wanted, like, he didn't want to be like, you know, if that was the case, he wanted to be an old man. He would have had 20 fucking security guards run into the back in his trailer. Shit cracked off. You seen the video. He in the front. He's in the front. Y'all seen the video. He not running. I'm, I'm, what the fuck? No, I'm tough. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. That shit costs. I lose a watch, a chain. I don't give a fuck. I'm not losing no watch, no chain, bro. Trying to prove to y'all niggas that I ain't scared of y'all niggas. I know I'm not scared of y'all niggas, but yeah. But no, nah, he ahead of everybody, so it just be like fuck, you know. 
just sad that it happened. It was like you never got to a point where it's like it could be all, you know, peaceful and shit. Like, you know, where you could just, it was like really like, nah, fuck these niggas. Yeah. Like, I really fucked all these niggas. And being like that, it's just hectic. Hectic you know? ass lifestyle. Yeah, for, for sure. Real, like, you bro, put a magnifying sure. glass like, on it. What I'm you living right now to you what I lived in, bruh. Mm -hmm. We done been in a video shoot. Video shoot, boom, boom, boom. They shoot and start pop, 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 pop. What the fuck? I ain't been shot at since. I ain't been shot at since. Video shoot. That's what's crazy, too, is that, like, you end up, the way it is online nowadays, like, you end up creating enemies you don't even know fucking exist. Mm. People take it personal, swear it's about them, and you don't even get to communicate about that. Next thing you know, they crash the fuck out and do some life-changing shit. Wild, and most of the time it's got nothing to do with you. Ain't got shit to do, bro. It's, it's just, just them that's, crying but that's, out. That's 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 how it is. It ain't got shit to do with you, but it that's how that's the rule, kind of like you know, like yeah. Why is this shit? Because it's the, the area you in, the area you in, in a certain room, it ain't got to have shit to do with you. You in the vicinity, you hang with them, you talk to them, it got something to do with you. Now, when you get out of that, man, you got shit to do with me. Mm -hmm. But when you in that, that's one of the rules, bro. Like, I know, like, when I'm around that, whether it got something to do with me or not, I'm a target. I was a target. I was a target. Certain people couldn't wear my shit. Certain people didn't want to wear my shit because of the people I hung out with, the company I kept. Shit doesn't matter. But to other people, it do. Security price went up, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, family members is calling me just be careful because I'm hearing a lot of stuff and I know you be with him so much so just be careful please I mean, I'm good bro yeah I'm glad to hear that because I mean the amount of attention you you draw at your shop and how do you find the right people to help you run that shop for without you having to be there every single day because there's so many entrepreneurs that become operators of their business and can't get out of that they're there every day still having to those you gotta you gotta do it first of all i used to be like that but you gotta trust that's the best that's the first thing most people go into it thinking people stealing and stuff like that you can't go into it like that you gotta trust them you know just that just bit me in my ass as well so like the new thing is you gotta you can't just have people in positions where they don't have that much to lose mm. You know, so if you got a manager that's like still out here hustling and stuff like that, yeah, they'll do some tricky shit probably. But if you got a manager that's happy, happily paid, happy with their position, not like don't you never you don't have to worry about it or you you just got to trust them, but don't trust them too much. You know, you'll trust them with the keys, but not to the safe. You know, yeah, they know where the money at, but they don't know when it's in there. Next thing you know, the whole fucking safe's missing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's crazy. crazy as fuck. But that, I think I, like mine. Like mine's mine's, mine's happened. Mine's happened from trying to grow a business, and like I'm saying, I trust this manager to be in this position, right? So you know, the manager is in the position. Now I got all of these employees. I don't know these employees. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm building a warehouse. I'm building a brand. I'm. I'm on tour. I mean, I'm doing these pop-ups and stuff. I'm not there. So it's like, boom, shit happened. Mm -hmm. 
which is what you need to be doing marketing promotion sales but i used to I, like honestly i was used to, i'm still supposed to because my store isn't a corporate store it isn't a generic anything it's me it's me so i have to be in it for it to do something like i can't control it from the outside like they want to feel me there the employees want to see me there so in my absence that's when shit start happening you know and for a minute i was trying to go all corporate where boom 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 none of y'all talk to me you talk to this person that person talks to this person um i don't go to meetings i send my business manager i'm just out bringing awareness to the brand to get in collapse mingling with artists and going home early to hang out with my family but with that being said, shit started getting loose because I wasn't in there. I wasn't going there, you know? Mm-hmm. Like a manager can tell an employee something, but now when I'm there and I say it, they like, oh, shit, Dubs here. Like he said, change the shit, and he brought it up. I'm going to do it. Manager could tell him five times. You know, so you just my, with my company, I realized that I can't use everybody else's recipe. I got to use my own. And I was trying other people shit, not to say I, I failed, but it's just like I was making some pancakes. They wasn't rising. They wasn't tasting right. I just need to go back to what I know, how to make my flapjacks, you know? So I don't, I trust them and I just believe in that. How do I meet people? Um, A lot of the people that I work with came to me through, feel like God damn near. It kind of fucked me up because like with this new stuff, even with my newer people, in like the warehouse in the corporate area, like one of the designers that I have used to work for somebody I used to fuck with, like on design and shit. And then they quit. So like I used to have an agency I work with. They quit. But this person was designing for me for like a year while he worked at that agency. So he's fully aware of my brand. He has my brand Bible. He knows everything. When my business manager's like, hey, we need office space and you need an in-house graphic designer. So crazy that he hit me up like, man, let's get back to work. I ain't worked with you in a minute. I'm like, boom, there you go. And then I had, let's say, um, my manager used to uh, was his friends with one of my buddies, and she used to work at Louis Vuitton. And he hit me like, hey, my homegirl need a job. Da da da. You know, COVID. I'm like, cool, bring her. You know. And then what? A lot of people I just meet them through just interacting with them and I see how they carry themselves and like I can trust them because I seen them and I actually like, hey, you want to work for me organic growth the best growth yeah it's like some of the best businessmen we've talked to and we ask how they get their number one or their number two it's almost always organic growth yeah. like oh I met him he was getting rid of this we just one good person brings another one yeah. good person that's how it is like with my assistant she showed up to be like a model or something and I just see how she could like carry everything and it was organized and shit like that like, fuck this model. Like, you want a job? Like, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it just be, you just see things in people while you're out. And, you know, I don't be around a lot of people, so that's already enough. Yeah. Like, I do be around a lot of people. When I'm around a lot of people like that, those antennas aren't on. It's you damn near in, like, like, like default mode. Hey, what up? Yeah, bro. Yes, sir. Ski. Hello. What's up? No, you got to You got to what? All right. Take my <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's fire. Hit me in a week. Uh, da, da, da. But like when you're in them closed environments, you know, like something like this, you meet people and you see like, okay, hey, fire, he do all that. Shit. Keep an eye out, they might need a job. You know? What are some collabs that stand out to you you've done over the years with Awful Lotta? Mm. Obviously, Cookies is landmark. Cookies is for sure landmark. 
Um, Asali is landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, Chokes Up is one of the greatest ones because it's just a real entrepreneur type thing. Um, because he has a whole world. Like y'all smoke weed, y'all know how it runs is. You know, you got if it's it's really like a triangle. You know, and I'm not saying like a triangle like from riches to brokest because there's some people that's under LB that probably got way more fucking money, you know. But when it comes to the triangle, you got LB. You know, he's the culture. He can turn whatever you trying to get rolling into something and he's done it with several brands, you know. So you got LB, then LB be having like the people that he put on, you know, whether it be like like a nigga like me. He called me. Hey, you want to do a, You want to do a, a collab back? I'm going to put it in my dispensary. Duh, I'm getting paid off just a phone call. So now when he does something, I show up and I overly support. Mm-hmm. I might bring five or six people that overly support. So LB has a lot of those. So every time we do a collab, bruh, people come and spend like, it's like $1,000 each damn near. Because I'm getting me a whole outfit. I'm getting me two whole outfits and I'm getting her outfit and my boy outfit. So LB shit is the craziest. Um, People underestimate how big they are. They basically started the candy wave. Oh yeah, yeah. which is one of the bag, the candy, all that, all bro, that. all that, yeah. all that. They they lamp started it all. Mm-hmm. They be so humble. That's cool, man. I've I've been loving the collabs. I've actually been to the store myself, bought myself a hoodie. Like I, I like what you're doing, and I also like being on on your actual Instagram and watching you promote your own business and like living it. Mm-hmm. Where do they find you? Like, what is some of the stuff you got coming up? Um, this weekend, you know, mm-hmm. how we we bought the we doing the Greedo. He got his first show since he's been out of jail at the Novo. Two sold out dates. We're doing an awful lot of drummer gang. That's his uh clothing line and my clothing line because I, I really like to work with brands. So if I work with an artist, I don't want it around an artist. I want it around a brand because at the end of the day, that kind of brings you customers that you have now for your brand. Mm. You know, so awful lot of drummers, two-day pop-up. We're doing one on Saturday and one on Sunday at the downtown store. We're going to have a few surprises pop out, you know, a few celebrities pop out. Um, Then after that, Juneteenth in Lamert Park. I'm doing a collab with the city of Lamert Park, and I will be giving them a portion of the proceeds to the city. That's epic. Yes, first time. How you doing the collab? Um, I know somebody on the board over there and we came up with some designs and we thought it'd only be right if we did it with Lamert Park, but, you know, and just give them the proceeds. So it's me, um, the, um, Sev, he has pray for the hood an awful lot of cough syrup. So, you know, I'm, I'm helping a young designer and on top of that, I'm helping the city too. And I don't really be caring. Like I'm all more on like build outs and activations and what it feel you know, it ain't got to make the money. I'm going to make the money. I want to make money. I'll put a black shirt that say awful lot of cough syrup and go 30% off. I'm going to make $100,000. Like, it ain't about the money. It's about, like, you know, using my platform to kind of build some, you know, some strength in my brand. So those are the next two things that's going on. Then we're going to go to the Bay Area for two days. Then Rolling Loud Miami. Catch us inside Rolling Loud Miami. We did Rolling Loud LA. Killed it. Now we're just trying to create one of them bonds with Rolling Loud. Like, I can see myself doing Rolling Loud for the next 40 years. You know, my daughter going to be doing the booth at Rolling Loud one year for me. Like, <laughs> hey. 
Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. That's dope as hell. Yeah. Yeah, just every Florida every week we're trying you know to do saying? something at the store. Every week, every weekend we're trying to mm-hmm. do so. If y'all anybody in LA or you coming to LA, just stop by the store on the weekend. We're probably having a DJ, a party, an activation, a pop up, a meet and greet. It's a vibe. Yeah, for sure. It's a landmark. Yeah. Where did that can you give us the address? Uh the Melrose location is seven six six nine Melrose. And the downtown location is 312 West 5th Street off of 5th and Broadway. You don't know who you're going to pull up and see. Just being 100% open and honest. When I pulled up, it was like a vibe. And I just went on a random Saturday. I was like, oh, they got, They're you know. Like, the fuck's this dude want? No, I knew. I was, there was rappers. It was like a whole vibe. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is People dope. People be shooting Yo, y'all videos, all types yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And nah, where are they man. to find you on Instagram, Desto? Where are they, where are they seeing these videos? Because like, <laughs> I, I enjoy watching them. Yeah, just go to my um, Instagram page, Desto Dub. D-E-S-T-O-D-U-B-B And uh, you're going to be updated with everything My page is like the remote control To everything you're going to see What we're doing when we're doing it mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to see it while we're doing it Give us one collab The top collab you'd want For Awfulada Number one Number one top collab that I would want right now I'm Trying to make it right deal with activists or some shit um, <laughs> Full no, circle be, like, like honestly <laughs> That'd Brent, be mind Brent, fucking I'm not thinking about like licensing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like a brand and I would say the Taiwan would probably be like maybe like a designer brand. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like you just thinking out of the out of the Balenciaga. Yeah, yeah. Awful lot of Balenciaga. You know what I mean? That'd be fun. Awful lot of bees. I'd love to do some shit with Balenciaga, you know? But if you go under that, I'd love to do some shit with gallery department. You know, that's something that could happen. I'd love to do some shit with denim tears. That's something that could happen. You know, I, I I love to do some shit with uh um Mulan M- M- um Milan. I think she's out of Philly. She got like a pretty like popping um like you know unisex brand as well. You know, um I love to do some shit with the marathon. Yeah, you that's. Know, I love to do some sick. shit with the marathon, and I these are all things that mm-hmm. I can. You know, I can, but it's just. Like if I, I have to pursue it and work hard to get it when I got too much stuff going on right now. But if the opportunity persuades or, you know, somebody could, you know, I'll let it do those right there. Boom. Just spoke them up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Spoken word. The marathon will go crazy, bro. Like the yeah, marathon will go crazy. Yeah. Their shop's killing it. Yeah. I, I see. I follow a couple of people that go to their shop all the time. They got a bunch of flavors in there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let it do some shit with them. Um, Last but not maybe Carl Kanai. Just on some legendary shit. Okay. Carl Kanai, I love to go do some shit with Carl Kanai. Um, on some artist shit, if we was to go artist, you know, gotta go Lil Wayne. You know, I did I did uh Money Bag, yo. He a big drink sipper. I got money back, but I, I got I did Young Thug as well. You know, so Lil Wayne, if it's like on some female shit, probably like do some shit with Beyonce. Okay. Be crazy. Yeah. Like some crazy. Park. Like, you know, yeah. I'll do yeah. that. I'll bring them back. You know, that 200 ain't nothing. I'll make it back. <laughs> I'm keeping it 100, bro. They wouldn't have me on there That's with funny, the Ivy man. Park. They wouldn't. You they would have buzz going. What? It would have been rolling. Yeah. It would have been rolling. All the drink sippers were around the Ivy Park. We were at Ivy Not Down. Sure. Crazy. Down. Up the Ivy. <laughs> that is oh, fire, shit. bro. Well, shit, man. We appreciate you coming in, yeah. chopping up so much fucking game in this one. 
for real, I hope everybody just downloads half of this mm -hmm. to their mind because, like, you're a brilliant mind and it shows in your branding and everything you got going on, bro. This is, like, just the beginning for you, too. It's clear to see that. So we appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate y'all yeah. having me, bro. You know, this is 104. I might be on 120 and 124 or something. Have me back it. again anytime. Where can uh, they get yeah. the loose leaves? Uh, online, looseleaf.com. That's the best place. They ship them to you. If you want to get some of my merch, you can go to coughsyrup.shop. Coughsyrup.shop. You know, y'all like keep that. it plain and simple and easy. Um, y'all got the store addresses. Awful lot of it. Awful <laughs> lot of first smoke of the day, man. It's hey. my man, Desto Dub, episode 104. Make sure you guys hop on the website and go check out the off the mic. You'll see all the stuff that we do uh, before and after. So. Appreciate everybody, man. We're out of here. Peace. Yes, sir.